to our podcast be sure to give us a nice rating write a message on apple podcast and let us know what you think about us and tell your friends about the podcast uh, we haven't seen any posts on about us or anything sweet or nice since february 21st damn and we, it's the summer now i mean it's june so how do they do that i don't even think people know how to do the message you keep telling people to leave this message but you don't yeah, tell them so how to leave go the to apple podcast for example, if you listen to Apple Podcasts, and this only applies to Apple Podcasts because you can't do this shit on, on Spotify or any of our millions of carriers. I mean, we have almost a million carriers. But if you go to Apple Podcasts, there's an area that you can say, um, that you click, says write a review. And from there, you can rate our podcast and write a review of the podcast. This is good because it aggregates to a lot of different groups. So you get, other people could be exposed uh, to these um, reviews and get a good understanding of what we talk about, at least what people think about us. So, you know, it'd be sweet for y'all, a couple of y'all to do that. Um, spread the word. They get read on the show. School. We read them on the show. If you want to get heard on the show. Absolutely. That's a great way to start it off. And we always read them on the show. So, you know, it's all good. But anyway, uh, it's episode 167. Gentlemen. Well, with the white voice, what up? 5,000 North Side, Florida. It's your boy, J. Joe. Then dive in. Swish. Right on. So, um, 167. We didn't pod for a couple of weeks because life. So, y'all know how it is, man. Like, it's work. Uh, we got sick, sick kids and wives and shit. So, things happen. And that's what was going on. But how's everybody been? What's been going on with y'all? JJ, what's been going on with you, man, um, since we last spoke? Yeah, because I'm going to start off on a high note. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I'll start off with the good news. So, I went to the doctor today and he was like, I was uh, in good shape and doing well. I say that because uh, the last time we potted, um, my mother in law, mother in love, um, she she uh fell ill, uh, terminally ill, and in the middle of the podcast, I got a call to, to basically say my goodbyes. Uh, so that's why I like um I kind of just fell off. If y'all listened to the last podcast, that's what happened. I wasn't just chilling. Uh, but anyway, so she passed, and after she passed, um I started. Well, Kendrick dropped, and oh lord, that was. Uh, either the best thing to happen or the worst thing to happen because nigga like was crying for like two days straight you know what I'm saying so after the the weep fest my head started hurting and I was like well maybe it's because I usually don't cry and my body's not used to this uh, shit that's happening 
it's liquid coming out of my face. So uh, after two two days, um, I really wasn't that worried. But then the third day, I had that same headache. It wouldn't go away, and then I think maybe went to work Monday, had the headache, um, and one of my coworkers actually has a blood pressure machine, and I took my blood pressure. That shit was, like, sky high to the point where that shit scared me, so I was like, yeah, let me go ahead and go to the doctor. So ended up making an appointment, went to the doctor the next day, and he took my blood pressure. He's like, yeah, nigga, you're going to have to, like, blood pressure's high. You're going to have to, you know, stress mixed with drinking, mixed with eating bad, you know, you can't do all that shit at our, at our big old age, so, uh, I think that was maybe three weeks ago was the last time we potted, so, I've been, uh, eating right, detoxing, um, haven't had a sip of liquor in three weeks, which is, you know. Shit, even right now, you sober too, Tiger? Yeah, man. Oh, I, I even hung out with, uh, 5,000 one of these weekends, and he can attest I didn't drink nothing. But anyway, so uh, I, I I met with him today. So, you know what I'm saying? It was a good report, man. Good report. Man. Health is wealth. So we're in on a good note. That's what's up. That's good. Y'all niggas, man, look. Y'all you know how blood pressure is the, the silent killer, man. So you, you brothers out there, I, I've been bullshit long enough to get it checked. I mean, right, so... Y'all niggas don't play with that shit. That shit'll sneak up on your ass. Are you done with the done with the sauce? Who? You. Oh, no, fuck no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Slow play. Nigga gave me the green light. Nah. But usually around this time is when I usually get into my uh get my city boy summer body together anyway. So the shit actually um it's you know. It's coinciding what I usually do, so um, I probably won't drink until Essence Festival, which is Fourth uh, of July weekend. You going to the concerts? Uh, most definitely. They had a good lineup. Yeah. So, so what's been going on with you, Five Thousand, since we last talked? Um, <clears throat> I actually had something that I was going to share. I forgot what it was now, though. It was like last week or something, and then we podcast. But uh, just chilling out, man. Kids out for summer. Um, so that's always interesting, fun times. Um, damn, I don't know. I It slipped my mind, whatever it was, but not a whole lot. Just uh, pretty much same old stuff, man. Just chilling out. I just started uh, grilling a little bit more. I was showing my son some stuff, uh, some of the basics, lighting the fire and how to maintain the temperature and that kind of stuff. So we'll be there's gonna be like a a scout a scout camp of summer. See if you got the stuff. Yeah, like doing a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. So that's that. Right now. So, um, what's, going on, what's been going on too, Lit? Um, I don't know, man. That's a lot of moving pieces right now. I mean, me, me, I've, I've, I've been cool. I've been cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, wife just got a new gig. It's summertime. Uh, planning the opening of the Friendly Tavern July 16th. Uh, fuck around. Whoop, 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 whoop. When is it again? July 16th in July Capitol, 16th. Capitol Heights, Maryland. Come, come, come have a drink with your boy. 
But um, I mean, and this happens to me a lot. Y'all notice when we get around, when we have issues like the shootings in Buffalo, the shootings in uh, Uvalde, Texas, or whatever, like, I really got to watch my moods because um, I listen to a lot of news. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of articles and shit like that. So that's just a lot of consumption of talking about kids being gunned down to not have it not affect your mood. So, I mean, it has affected my mood a little bit. Um, so we're trying to keep things positive, man, like learn, consume some new content. You know what I'm saying? Like really just, I got back on my woodworking, got some more projects and shit like that just to take my mind off of it. But everything is good. You know what I'm saying? Health wise, family is what the family is. Don't nothing change that way. Just practicing mood management, man. Because if you turn the TV on right now, that's all you see is talk about the murdering of kids. And that's, if that don't fuck with you, then I don't, I don't want to really be around that type of nigga. I saw you post your meat uh, this weekend. Can, <laughs> hear more? Can we hear more about that? No, another barbecue action? Huh? We're doing my barbecue, right? Nigga, you barbecue? I thought we were going to have a, a cookout discussion, man. But okay. yeah, man. I, no, no, I mean, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. Okay. What about you, uh, Chef Rehauer? How are thou? I'm good, man. Um, in general, like, so. I had some sickness in my household, but it wasn't COVID, so thankful for that. Um, but um, really just been inundated with work. I'm looking forward to some time off. I'm going to Africa. Okay, T-Boss. Next week, T-Boss. <laughs> Why well, I got to be T-Boss? I can't be. I can't Left be that nigga? Right. No, it was, T- was T-Boss. Wasn't it? Coming belly. Yeah, on belly. Like, oh, belly. Why don't we just go to Africa? Why I was like, oh, I can't be Nas because I'm a, a boy. But, um, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Africa next week. Um, next Friday. So Where, Where in Africa? Yeah. Where? Uh, Kenya. 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 Nice. So we're going to go out there. So I'm looking forward to that just for the experience. You know what I'm saying? But um, really just been busy with work and and, and my children, like my my daughter, my baby is getting, she's trying to walk, like she's trying to bypass crawling into walking, like she could stand now, which is crazy. Like these COVID babies is crazy. So, I, <laughs> that's really been the illest shit to me. Like she could sit up, she could jump, like she does all sorts of weird shit. I didn't think a, a well, she'll be seven months next on Friday. She'll be seven months, but I just wasn't expecting a lot of this stuff from a seven month old. So. It's fun to see all of that. It's fun to be home and work at home so you can see all that. So it's it's pretty sweet. My mother in law is here um during the for just to help while I'm out for those um eight days. So um that's also been a blessing. But that's really what we've been on. Um but I feel you would like I <clears throat> I mean the shooting stuff has been a little bit too much. Like I think it like taxes people mentally in general like between between the buffalo shooting so we didn't talk about the buffalo shooting i think we didn't pod that week but then we um, had our next pod and we didn't really talk about it i think because it's so taxing on the brain but i know like one of our classmates from fam like um i think she's like a year younger than, than us her aunt was one of the one of the victims in buffalo i found out like she lives here now but i found out from one of our um listeners that that her aunt was one of those victims in Buffalo. I mean, if you think about that shooting, 
it was a lot of elders, um, a lot of like mamas and grandmamas and aunties and grandfathers and patriarchs and matriarchs and people that really mattered to their families. But then we go to Walde and it's, it's, it's children. It's just a bunch of children. Like we, we, we have parents, we have children and we understand the impact of all those people in our lives. So all that happening. And then since then, I think there was a shooting today in Tulsa, like this is, this is a thing. And it's been a thing for a while. I think I can remember even when we first started the podcast, I think one of the first podcasts we did, I think it was our second episode was when they had the shooting in Las Vegas. Like this has been a thing for, for years. Like there's graphs that show um, the increase in, in gun violence and, and mass shootings over the past 15 years. And us being like kids from the Columbine era, when we first got introduced to this shit when we were in high school, Nothing really got better. Nothing changed. So it is taxing. I don't watch the news. I, I've, I've found myself watching the news more than I was before just because I'm just hoping to see something positive about, like, in regards to some sort of policy or maybe someone finally got a soul. But I haven't seen shit. It's it's kind of wild how it escalated so quickly, right? Cause I was thinking, I was watching, my dad loves Cowboys. He's a big Cowboy fan. Not Dallas Cowboys, like Westerns. Um, and we was like watching old movies on that channel and like the way that they addressed conflict was like way different and they, they had bigger gun culture than we have. You feel me? But like, y'all remember like watching rock, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody would like try to like go break into rock's house or there'd be something popping off. Like he would grab a bat. You know what I'm saying? Like you watch the old Italian mafia movies the actual goons and the thugs didn't even have guns. They took bats and chains and brass knuckles and went, and they were the criminals, and went and applied whatever violence they were going to apply. I don't know where we got to the point where a citizen feels that they need to have, and I, and I know a lot of y'all like them. I'm, I'm not trying to down nobody to be negative, but I don't understand the purpose of a backpack gun. Like, niggas literally have backpack guns where they got to walk around with a small assault rifle in their backpack to go and do what? Nigga, you work at fucking UPS. Like, why do you need that? You know what I'm saying? But that that begets the same behavior for somebody else. Oh, well, he got a backpack gun. Now I got to get a backpack gun. And it just keeps growing, man. And we got to the point now where it's like nobody, there is no value of human life. The conflict goes directly to, I'm going to put holes in you and that's that's sad. That's unfortunate. And nobody else does that but our country. Do you think we have too many uh too many freedoms or too much freedom in the United States? Um, no, I don't think that at all. I mean, if you look at our freedoms generally, we're not even the most free country. We're not even the top ten of free countries in the world. You know what I'm saying? We there's a lot of shit that we can't do. But when it comes to shit that we hold on to, it's like we draw the line at don't take my gun. You know what I'm saying? Like of all the shit, you know what I'm saying, that's fucked up in this country that we really want to put our weight behind and put our voice behind as a collective population, we do that for fucking guns, which generally people don't even fucking need. The tyranny of the government, like, yeah, how many times have we tried to overthrow the government since 1776 or whatever Eight, the fuck it is? 1876, right. Yeah. Depends, depends on when you want to consider the instantiation of the country, but when... You know, when when are we and what's the likelihood of that fucking happening? Right. We want to make our stand there and not for education, 
not for definitely not for fucking abortion. We just saw that. I wish that motherfuckers put their weight behind abortion the way that they put their weight behind this gun shit, you know, but that's it's, yeah, I don't the gun thing, especially in America, because we do have such a what I'll almost call a radicalized gun culture at this point is not going away <clears throat> as far as the elementary school shooting in Texas out when one positive I hope that comes out of that is we seriously now take a look at police reform and that's because you know it's pretty not even pretty much it's confirmed at this point the cops did not act immediately for whatever reason uh, they didn't go in um, when every other they're called first responders for a reason firefighters can't wait outside till whatever. I mean, sometimes they do when it's like structurally unsafe, but other than that, they're going in. They're not going to wait for the shit to cool off and then like they're going in. <clears throat> and so um, I was having this conversation earlier that I hope this sheds light on the fact that there's one group or demographic of people, whoever you believe that to be, that want the police to control another group or demographic, whoever you believe that to be. And everything in between they don't really care about like people should be outraged at the fact that the cops didn't go in guns blazing literally down there and it's not like nobody's talking about that not the good guy with the gun people all this shit y'all all been talking about is blown out of the water now like that shit holds zero validity at this point and so hopefully somebody steps up in the government or some activists or some group <clears throat> and sheds the light on that shit. Like these motherfuckers had an opportunity to go in and prevent this shit or, you know, one life loss is too much. One person even suffering injury is too much, but I, I feel like if they had added sooner, a lot of this shit could have been prevented. And Hey, maybe you as a police officer lose your life in the process, but that's what you signed up for. But yeah, so, but but here's the counter to that, right? And it's the same with the United States military. That's what you signed up for, but that really ain't what the fuck you signed up for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, niggas don't sign up for fucking war. 90-something percent of the military will never fucking get shot at. 99% of the military will never get shot at. Something like 80-90% of cops never fire their weapon in their entire career. You're doing that shit because you need a job. You know, these are not our bad, these are not our badasses that are signing up to be cops. These are niggas that fucking they may or may not have had a career path that was great outside of college or whatever trade school they were going to like fuck it I'll be a cop or my dad was a cop you know what I'm saying so that would be my profession you know what I'm saying but they don't sign up to like getting shot at with AR-15s and stopping armed motherfuckers who's shooting up schools it's very yeah you know it's very it's very it's not natural for a human to want to go and engage that type of behavior you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and, so, and, and I get that, Espe- especially in small municipalities like Uvalde, Texas. Yeah, definitely yeah. wasn't expecting that. That, yeah. that shit is probably like Mayberry most days. But yeah, right. <laughs> and I agree. I agree with everything you said. So we say that figuratively, like, oh, this is what you signed up for. But if me and you riding in the car and they claim they smell marijuana. They're going to bam us, motherfucking shoot us when we reach for our cell phone or whatever. They're going to fire us the fuck up. So, like, you can't 
pick and choose when you want to be a badass police officer. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that, you gotta go with it. But but also that also goes that also goes with the gun culture too, right? Because how many times we, we just what's the show? What's the show about Baltimore? Uh, we own this the city. We own we own the city by done by David Simon, who also did war. And like they're very much talking like we're at war with these niggas on the streets, and these niggas on the streets have guns. They all got guns. They got AR-15s and shit like that. So they, there's already an adversarial position that I'm going to ban y'all. I'm, I'm going to treat y'all like the animals you fucking are. Yes, race is included in that as well. But it's also an element of I got to kill y'all motherfuckers before y'all kill me. And really, we shouldn't have that at all because why the fuck do we have all these weapons on the street where the average citizen can even shoot at cops? You know what I'm saying? Like you shouldn't have fucking backpack guns that you can walk around with as a as a citizen to where you can kill cops that effectively or citizens that effectively. You feel me? That's that's a part of the problem. Yep, I agree. Yeah, or like, buy fucking body armor without being flagged. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like you shouldn't. The cops, military personnel, those kinds of people should have the top of the top you know what i'm saying like i shouldn't have a gun under my bed that'll fuck up the whole police force and half of the military like that should not be the case but it goes back to another fundamental problem when we talk about this age-old constitution about oh well my rights like people uh like i'm real big on word choice i probably not said that before on here and i was at the store the other day little mom and pop grocery store that i go to sometimes and um, there was a sign on the register. It was like, we have the right to correct any prices or labeling or some shit. Like basically a situation, I guess, if, you know, you find a slab of ribs for a dollar, they can be like, oh, nah, somebody typed in the wrong shit. You know what I'm saying? But it was just the fact they said we have the right. Right. And it was just like everything. Oh, that's my right. You know what I'm saying? And those rights demographics, people, they care about their rights, but they don't care about anybody else rights that don't fit into their demographic and that's also the road so really all of this stuff gets tied together and um so something to paraphrase it's like you know should we still be governed wholly by this you know damn near 300 year old document should that you know should that be the case because it's a lot of stuff that's not accounted for like they even spoke about Second Amendment and the um, armed militia, or whatever they were like, that was the fight off like, uh, like invasions and shit. Not just to like have that shit on deck, you know, and just walk around and shoot up shit when you feel like it. So, um, I mean, really, we just need a do over. But the gun shit is, it's probably just unfortunately, it's never gonna happen. And then it's like, even if you could. Im- you can outlaw guns tomorrow. You'll never get all them bitches out the streets. Like nobody's gonna walk up and drop their guns in a bucket. Yeah, it's wild that Canada Canada looks at us and they're so fucking scared of becoming what we are that they say, "Fuck it, we gonna outlaw guns." Yeah, like, I mean, in the UK, the police don't even carry weapons like that. Like, I mean, it's like we we're very the US is very primitive because of the five thousands point. They're following a document. That was created in 1776, and they well, no, that's that's the Declaration of Independence. Sorry, the Constitution, and the Constitution's old as fuck. Like I mean, and they allow so much inter- interpretation, so much leeway, so much um, looseness in terms of the interpretation that 
you can damn near do anything you want if it favors the person that has the most power. And that's the issue. Like it, it gives it gives too much leeway to people who are empowered. They don't have to give up. It was poorly written. It was poorly interpreted, but it was done in a way that's, that was probably purposeful because this country was started by the most wealthiest people in the country at the time. And it was designed to uphold the richest people in the country at the time. And it's doing a great job. They're doing a great job. Like, I mean, I don't expect much to change because there's so many things in the Constitution, so many ways the laws have been interpreted that make change, like real fundamental change, something very difficult to happen. Like, I know there was an assault weapons ban when Bill Clinton was in office. And it ended. (laughs) Like... Why would you create a law that would end in 10 years? Who knows? Maybe because that's all you could do, but you can't really do much. I don't even, I don't expect much from politicians anymore because I, I haven't seen any sort of action. But the construct is built in a way to kind of keep that from happening. Yeah. That's discouraging. Like, that's, that's what makes... That's the shit that makes me sad. Like, so, because you see, you see politicians, like we all, we, we know politicians, we see politicians on TV, um, and we know they don't, they're ineffective at best. At some point, you got to give them what they want, right? You know what I'm saying? At some point, we got to get to the point where it's like, okay, well, fuck it. Is this what you guys want to do? No offense to my Florida residents, Florida and Louisiana, Florida, Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas. If that's what you guys want to do, and you want to rule your states the way you want to, have at it and let them do it. 100% let those, they want to outlaw abortion, let them do it. They want to fucking bring back fucking slavery, do it. Run it. Run all of that shit. And the fucking GDP of the individual states will fucking crash. Everybody will leave the fucking state and it will devolve into fucking chaos. That's the only way it's going to fucking go right. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you can't fight the insanity. You know what I'm saying? There's no way to continue to have this fucking argument. You got to let them fucking have it. I mean, and at that point, at that point when it's like, well, look, the Democrats, you know, the liberal, the left, or the moderates or whatever are out of it, and the state is still trash, you can't blame anybody but your leaders. You got to get to that point at some point. You can't continue to waste the resources, the time, or the assets to continue to have the conversation with basically bigots, bigots and insane people. Yeah. Next topic. I'm about to say, I mean, shit ain't going to change because of white supremacy. Even the white people that don't agree with shit are not going to vote against their own interests because of because I, I of their privilege. No, could it, could it, right could, could it niggas on Facebook spouting the same gun shit? Yeah, but niggas ain't don't move the needle. It, it would take a whole bunch of white people and white people love their privilege more than they love. Like if I hate to say it, if kids have to die or old black people in the grocery store have to die for them to keep their privilege they're just gonna let that shit ride and i mean move it like up. sandy hook my bad but ahead, done. i was done nothing if nothing happened after that and what makes you see what i'm saying now it's like what makes yeah. these kids in texas any better so to speak than sandy hook definitely right? not because they're brown them brown children fuck about them brown kids right on them brown bodies and uh Buffalo. Buffalo. What do y'all think about minorities having national carry across the country? No permit required. I love it. I mean, it's it's for our protect. It's like it's legitimately for real protection. That shit. Like that that shit would get out of fucking hand. 
I mean, they, is, is it not already I, out of fucking hand? I mean, honestly, at this point I in mean, time, the out of hand train left the station probably in the nineties. Like this shit is. <laughs> I mean, in, I mean, in Texas now, you don't need shit to have a gun. You know what I'm saying? It's hard right. to get a driver's license and to get a gun. So I'm just. I mean, that'd be a shit show. It'd just be more guns. And you know what happens when you have more guns. I mean, at some point in time, you got to lean into the suck. You know what I'm saying? You get a bow and arrow in your leg. Do you, you have to lean? Yes. If you get a bow and arrow in your leg, you can't pull it back out. It's too far in. Sometimes you just got to push that shit through. And at this point in time, I think you got to push it through. It's like, it's especially minorities. And it sucks because I'm not pro-gun like that. But black and brown got to have more weapons. Most of us live in cities. And the cities have restrictive gun laws, more so restrictive gun laws than the suburbs and the counties in the rural areas. And you can't continue to penalize the people in the motherfucking cities. And they can't have their weapons when a white boy can come from the southern suburbs for the country, come in, shoot 30 people and then head back out. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit's got to stop at some point. Yeah, but then uh, police will assume like police don't already assume every nigga has a gun. Niggas don't get knocked out by the police. Every fucking day. That's gonna be way too much. Moving right along. Oh my bad. Go and ahead. we're back. <laughs> or what? They're just gonna that. run the end around, and they're gonna up the motherfucking felonies on niggas, and then you ain't gonna be able to get one because you're a convicted felon. If you I give the black people all the everything. guns, they will create the laws to stop the guns. It's, it's the Reagan thing all over again. Getting niggas the guns. Yeah, but then we all going to jail. That's the. That's the rub. We live in an awful fucked up place, y'all. I just wanna. I mean, I I I was running through the list when I was watching the news because the news is sad as fuck. They were talking about baby formula being um scarce because it is. I have a baby. What else? Like Gas costs motherfucker. No, I don't want. I don't want to talk about it. I'm just going through the. I'm just going to the rundown of how fucked up America is. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Have you have you been mixing up? Have you been mixing up that bathtub formula? That moonshine formula? Oh man, we've been watering that shit down and putting whole milk in that bitch. Oh, y'all stepping, got stepping on the, stepped on, stepped formula. on the formula. I was like, this baby, I was like, I don't know how this baby thriving. Oh, God man. is good all the time. But and then what else? And shit just costs a grip now. So I'm just, I mean, that's all it is. I mean, it's hard. It's like shit expensive as fuck. I don't know how niggas make it. Y'all niggas going on these vacations. I'm assuming you selling drugs. And Aren't you going to Africa? Right. I, See, I, I pay for do. Africa. I pay for Africa over. Like, all you niggas, nigga, you going right. to a whole other <laughs> right. continent? I pay for this shit over a year. Like this was shipping over a year. This is very rough. Well, they said uh, we're looking at a recession in two years, and in order to unfuck this, we're looking at at least four percent increase on interest rates at some point in time. Is that what's going to fix the inflation? Well, yeah, because the Fed controls yeah, inflation, and right. generally the. The way that you control inflation is by raising interest rates. Yeah. Well, good luck to y'all, man. It's about to it's about to suck for everybody. Y'all getting some good knowledge today, boy. Yeah, man. Speaking of shit that sucks, so I saw this post. Don't know where this is going. I saw this post on uh no. Um on the internet and they were talking about I think it was Justin LeBoy, and he was talking about how you you, you knew adults suck. I haven't been invited to anybody's cookout. I was like, I came to the conclusion. I'm like, for one, Justin LeBoy, I think you're a man. Why are you Why are you waiting to be invited to someone's crib for a cookout? And I realized there's been a shift in the in the in the culture. These young niggas don't cook out. They don't barbecue. 
all they do is go to somebody's house with some hookah and a playlist and expect some vibes, but no, but no one's cooking. Um, that's because you have to have like a male role model to oh. show you how to, how to, how to like a, a daddy or uncle or somebody to show you how to 5, get that. 000. That uh that fire started, you know what I'm saying? And I, I don't know, man. There's a lot of these young dudes running around with, with no OG. I think that's, that's the thing, is, man. 5,000 is definitely goals. You know the date before you know the activity. Oh, it's Memorial Day? I know that nigga got something going on over there. Some, here's some fish or some, some, some swine or something. If I just ride by there and put myself in place, I'm going to be all right. Yeah, got to. But to JJ's point, I think it is a uh, definitely a skill set issue because a lot of people are not cooking now. You know, we're fabulous at brunch and we're taking pictures of our uh, big steaks at all these places and all that. So we don't know the basic stuff. Or, you know, we too good. We only eat boneless, skinless chicken breast and not a leg caught off the grill. Like, so it's just it's a different time now. I'm 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 going to blame the women on this. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> I mean, I mean, men generally do what attracts women within a certain level of comfort. You know, what I'm saying like, what do women want right now? Women want to go and be around niggas who got dough and doing tables and bottles and pour Casamigos in my mouth and high girl summer and all of this shit like. That's that's what's gonna get you the bitches. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's gonna get you the most hoes is to be doing that activity. Like, it used to be hell. I we invite some hoes by the crib. We got a fucking we got forty pounds of chicken. You know what I'm saying? We got some, you know, we got some rices and beans and whatnot. And we got some liquor. Everybody's gonna eat. Everybody's gonna come up on something. Everybody just play your game. You know what I'm saying? And everybody was gonna be straight. That's not the way that it is no more. It's every man for himself. First off. Motherfuckers don't even be knowing that many women collectively in a group. They all tendering, tendering, and whatever. You know what I'm saying? So you, it's individual fucking relationships. Make, you make an ISO ball. Yeah, ISO ball. Honestly, that's ISO exactly fuck, that's man. exactly what the fuck it is. So what you do in a cookout situation when it's a team sport? You know what I'm saying? Like you don't know. How, first off, these niggas don't know how to react. They're on fucking drugs. They're sitting there fucking high. They don't know how to fucking hold a fucking conversation. They don't know how to fuck. Half these niggas don't even eat 50% of proteins. Oh, man, well, you know I don't eat pork. You know what I'm saying? I don't eat pork. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I, I don't eat breads and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm trying to be a vegan. Like, fuck that. How are we going to be a fucking have a cookout and everybody's a fucking vegan? Like, that's just the culture. It's just changing. Everybody wants to be more than that. Niggas can't just relax over swine and baked beans and enjoy themselves. That's just not where we're at right now. And if we can't just blame the niggas for that. We got to blame the women for that because women are essentially what drives the fucking market. And they don't require you to, to speak anymore or be social or have any sort of grown up skill set in that regard. That's that's what we missing. But we said I said this a couple of podcasts that women aren't looking for real niggas no more. That's nope. not what they're looking for. Like they just looking for niggas who going to pay their bills. And look cute on the internet. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes down to like you hungry, you know what I'm saying? Who's who's going barbecue and like nigga stopping at Chipotle for fucking uh, burrito bowls, nigga, at 4th of July, you're going to realize it. But it'll take it'll take time. For, I mean, eventually they'll realize that, oh, damn, I've been focusing on the wrong shit. Yeah. But 
And also, women like niggas with bird chests and niggas with like 3% body fat. This nigga's six foot three, 150 pounds. That nigga can't cook. And he can't cook. Any nigga under any any nigga that skinny, you know what I'm saying? Like if you like if you if you got a nigga and his wife beaters are baggy, that nigga can't cook. Like you can't Absolutely. baggy white beaters are skinny nigga shit. You that nigga can't cook. I'm trying to think if I ever seen a skinny chef. Think so. I haven't. Not not one that could grill. I mean, but the thing is, I mean, back in the day, the niggas that got the burn was the niggas with the with the black ass necks. Nigga know he's gonna be on that grill all day, you know what I'm saying, sweating, drinking a beer. Like, I mean, that nigga got hella love at the end of the day. He got his big piece of chicken, but he also got hella um, you know, whatever the fuck. So I mean, always taken care of. Always. Always taken care of. Always taken care of. Like that nigga was the king. Like even in college. So it's just like that shit's missing, that social interaction missing. And that's why I be like, that's why all y'all niggas be so sad and, and, and um and fucking depressed. Like we're human beings. Like we thrive on certain things and real meaningful social interactions, a part of it. That's how we survived as animals. You know what I'm saying? Like when we were nomads, like we had to communicate and work as community and a, and a barbecue really is like the community activity. That's our history. You know what I'm saying? And niggas be missing that context, I think, which is, which is really important. They don't know each other. They don't know each other. Say, what you gonna do when you get to the barbecue? Like go live the whole time and like right. be on your phone and stuff. Like people not even playing spades and kicking. A it lot of them. these niggas that are friends don't know each other. Like they go out together and do drugs together and get on bitches together, but they don't know each other. Like what would they like? Y'all ain't never played video games together. Like nothing. Y'all ain't never played no basketball together. These niggas don't know each other. So when you get to a cookout where it's completely pure social situation nobody gives a fuck what you're wearing there shouldn't be that many drugs involved i hope you i i, I hope you're not on party drugs at the fucking at the cookout <laughs> just snorting powder like by the hot dogs you know what i'm saying like that shit's that shit like fucks up your appetite anyway so you ain't yeah. gonna want to have no potato salad yeah and you gotta go and actually talk to people hey man how you doing how your mama doing man i ain't seen you in a minute boy it's good to see you like niggas i uh, i don't think that exists no more <laughs> i'd rather just text this nigga that Man, let me tell you the the smell of meat on the grill. Yeah, no, that shit just makes me happy, nigga. I was in Chicago, which is a yeah. big uh, grill barbecue city. Like niggas, they only have so much uh, good weather, so nigga, they will always throw some 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 links on the on the grill. It's some good weather, but just especially at a holiday. So Memorial Day, like weekend, nigga, I just come outside and I, you know, you smell it. You be like, what the who, who the fuck? grilling out you look around that shit just makes me happy inside like niggas y'all these young niggas y'all don't know what y'all missing nigga that's euphoric almost let me ask y'all a question let me pose a question to y'all and i'm biased right this is about ribs right what's the maximum number of rib bones you should have on your plate at one time per plate three what uh who's saying pork or beef (laughs) baby Uh, yes okay pork Pork and I won't differentiate between spares and babies. But there's pork ribs at the barbecue and you make your plate. What's the maximum number of bones you should have on your plate? Four. I would say three. Damn. I would I would say two unless you're going off the thin end and I say three. But yeah. four but like well, I hope you I hope you bought the ribs. And, and let me also qualify. There are three other proteins available. It's not like it's just ribs. There are three oh, other I proteins I don't, I don't available. I eat chicken, I only eat pork. 
<laughs> well, I do, I, I do like chicken. I do like chicken. But if it's like, if, you, if I was going off the assumption we're having baby back ribs and that's the only thing we have, I might have three and probably be done. Or I might have three total. Like I might have two on my first plate, but I'm still going to get another one. So it'll so, be three total. I'm, I'm, I'll go down to three if I have a burger and a piece of chicken on there. I'm just asking, man, because niggas get they they see ribs, and I maybe, some niggas just not used to having ribs at the cookout. It's really just burgers and dogs, and they their eyes get big when they get ribs, and they completely blow blow the portion requirements out of the water. I mean, to me, it's a what is it barbecue etiquette? You know what I'm saying? That you should have. Honestly, I think you should have two bones. Um, oh two, lord! No, 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 oh, I, no! I think two bones is standard. I think two bones is regular. You That's should get two bones, but you can always come back, right? But a maximum of three. Once you have four, I need to say something to you. Like, no, so, so my, so my, four, so my four no, no, my, what you my four, say? right? Four is half a fucking slab. No, 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 no. My four, my four is it. My, my, that's my max. Wait, so you're not drinking no, party. you're not drinking that thing, you're not getting no cake, you're not getting no watermelon. No, 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 I'm not gonna get two, then go back and get two more. That's a four total. When I make my rib plate, that's these are my ribs. I'm gonna clean them bones, and that's it. I'm not going back for more ribs. So I'm saying my in total is. But four. I'm I'm good with what you're saying because you also said that you would have the burger with it. I wouldn't be like, damn, this nigga got four ribs. If he's got the burger and the dog and the chicken with it, I'm just like, oh, that nigga's just hungry, and I, he should he should he should have that food for nourishment. <laughs> but, so you feel like if a nigga's just taking the four ribs, he's taking because they see ribs. It's yeah. kind of like niggas that see Hennessy, right, or whatever your liquor of choice is, and they're like, "Oh shit, it's Hennessy." I'm gonna pour a half a cup right. full of right. Hennessy, and I didn't put in on none of the right. Hennessy. If, if the only protein that's on your plate is ribs, and you didn't give no other protein a chance, it's just four or five ribs. I got a problem with that. Yeah, and a lot of times. What those people do, they be plotting for later. Like, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to get my half a slab now. Then I'll take the chicken and burgers and stuff home right. for later. Yeah. Mm, um, that's disgusting. Oh, man. I I hate pre-planned to go play. <laughs> oh, yeah. People, nigga, I've talked about this many a time. Yeah. Or people that make a plate, go put it in the car, and then come back in and eat. Nigga. Oh, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like that shit. Or the people that bring a bottle and keep it between their legs the whole time. <laughs> Why the people that bring uh, uh, Let me think What's a good one Miller Lite And drink like all the Heineken's and Corona But that goes for everything If you bring a bottle Like if you bring a bottle of Jack The liquor that you drink Needs to be be equal equal or lesser value You know what I'm saying Like you can't Oh I brought this Jack But I mean let's get on that makers Like no 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 No, we're not going to do that And you should just bring what you drink, and then that alleviates. You should never, a lot you should of never bring that. Hundred percent, right? Now, don't bring, but that's real nigga and shit. Then that's get on the douce. <laughs> see, that's real nigga shit though. Like you bring what you drink, but like a lot of this shit's not getting passed down. I'm telling you, like niggas ain't got a home training. I blame Gen X because they kids is not solid. Gen X, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Gen X, Gen Z is the children of Gen X. Depends. <laughs> For the most part, yeah. Because Obama's Gen X. Yeah, he is. Obama could have easily, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> been your daddy. Yeah, he could have been our daddy or something. 
But Obama's kids are Gen Z, though. Oh, but he has... All right, we're not going to get into math. But he said something like ISO ball. Do y'all think it's odd that it's not like a pair of porn stars that refer to themselves as, as the Splash Sisters? Like, who, would they, who would they be? I think... It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. But just like I couldn't understand why I wasn't a, a coochie man. Like, why aren't there like Splash Sisters? I mean, oh, I'm, I'm giving. It's gonna be Tiana Trump and somebody. But does okay, Tiana? No, 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 no. You have to squirt to be a splash sister. Oh, she is. She does. Uh, She's not a squirter. I think she doesn't. No, I think she does it a little bit, and it's probably the artificial squirt where she puts the water in first and the camera pans to it. Um, or peel. I hate. I hate these fake. <laughs> these fake. Uh, Piss videos that they try to make into like uh, squirt videos, squirt, like yeah. bitch. I know that's pee. That's your like don't nobody, <laughs> don't nobody squirt year. like that, right? And hit like that stream, All bitch. Right. That's a solid stream. Yeah, that's your bitch. Nasty hoe. You're disgusting. But we don't kink shame here because you know some people might be. No, that, that's not like, shaming the kink. That's just shaming that it's nasty because you pissing and not squirting. That, that's not if somebody, shame. not if somebody won't, likes that. Oh, I guess so. What is that? Wet works. What is that? Your kissing. <laughs> I, I I do want to know the splash sisters are. I mean, they they, they should. Someone should be the splash sisters. Creators put that together, but um, do some research. Yeah, man. So speaking of creating new shit, ain't no research thing. I made it up. I know, but maybe it exists. No candidates. I mean, I, candidates for the splash sisters. Like, oh, be candidates. Oh. So since since we're on porn before we move on, so uh, like, are there any new porn stars? Like, I mean, everybody's doing porn with your own Android camera. Uh, I feel like all the people are those people. Who who are the new porn stars? I don't know if there's there's any new stars. I think it's everybody's doing like OnlyFans and that's what I'm saying. The crib. But are there any stars? Do we have anybody that's <laughs> head and shoulders above? Tiana, Tiana. Tiana, Tiana Trump is kind of a tight in right. the game right now. Oh, it's the white girls. But a lot of them go from porn into OnlyFans. Because, I mean, like the, the porn game is fucked up because there's no money right. in it. So they say, I'll get a following in the actual production. Like, what was her name? Honey Gold, who I, was, who I was very fond of. They'll just go from doing porn and realize that the return on investment is better on OnlyFans. I get my following here and then switch to OnlyFans. And they got like their own cult following or whatever. So, I mean, a lot of them, that's the business model now. It's not to be a porn star. It's to use porn to be your own content creator. Cut out the middle, man. Yep. Pretty much, yeah. Or a woman. Because Miss B Nasty, Miss B, Na- Miss B Nasty didn't do that, but she definitely became a hell of a content creator. Yeah, okay, Miss B Nasty is also a popular one, I guess. And she throws off of other people's content. Mm-hmm. Titty Tuesday. She took Titty Tuesday and ran with it. So is she a culture vulture? I mean, I think, I think porn is one of those places where you can't really be a vulture, man. I mean, the pussy's for everybody. I mean... It's like well, it's like pitch up tackle. Like whoever gets the ball, like hell, run as far as you can until somebody else picks it up. That's just how the game is played. I mean, you can't be like, ah, bitch, you stole, you stole my pussy tricks. Like, nobody give a fuck about that. <laughs> I would say that I, I haven't. I've been looking at the same porn stars for a solid fifteen years now. All retired. 
they got all grandmamas and shit now, so I don't know. Yeah, I like what I like. I'm sorry. Shout out, shout out! It's Pride Month too. Reminded me how I like my women bisexual. Shout out to Pride people, all gay, bi, LBGTQ, and uh, everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to the studs, man. Y'all are doing y'all thing, man. Did you see that Baltimore stud? You see that Baltimore stud party? It was like a little. Oh yeah, a little flyer with all the little. What cute, happened? All the little cute little bull daggers that was on there. Is that can I say that? Is that okay? Is that no? Is that, you cannot say. Bull I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. If that's <laughs> so I didn't know that was derogatory. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Chef. Where are you going? <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm an ally, I'm really. I'm, I'm just ignorant. Kendrick album. So I know we missed that too. And um, thought we took we'll that off the a little bit. Thought we took but, that um, off. I thought we took that off. Oh no, we did. No, music time. We, we, we lost it. Just music time. I'm sorry. Right. I'm music. Sorry. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. So I know we. I mean, we ain't got to go like do a deep dive because the way music is, like an album is cool for like a week, and then it's not cool anymore. I thought Kendrick's album was going to be different, but it pretty much. I think they started out with three hundred thousand. In, in in listens and spins or whatever how they calculate it, and then the next week was. Eighty-five thousand, so it was it fizzled out pretty quickly. But I will say it was a decent album. It was a little heavy for me, um, heavy like cheese grits and a and three biscuits. Like it's a little heavy and can't move. I couldn't move with it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I need light shit, and he was. I knew it wasn't gonna be light because of the times that we're in. But it was a bit heavy for me. What are y'all, what are y'all thoughts? I, I don't understand how you can expect that. Kendrick is Fogo the Child. I don't understand how <laughs> how you went in there expecting to get a light lunch. <laughs> no, I was I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting oh. him to be topical. Um, but then he went. Not only was he topical, but he got personal too. Like he was really going into his own things. So I mean, I, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? But given niggas all going through COVID and everybody's life is pretty heavy, it was, it was, he did what I thought, but I didn't, that's, that's hard to take, you know what I'm saying? That's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I liked it. Um, it was cool. Um, I'm not a huge Kendrick fan. Y'all know that. I thought it was a step back in the right direction from what was the last album, Damn. Um, Damn, the last one. I like this better than Damn. Um, there's some songs on here that I really do like. Um, some really creative things that he did. Uh, but it was a decent album. I don't... There's a lot of feedback initially where it was like the greatest shit ever. Like, oh my God, this fucking Kendrick album is about to come and crush the buildings. I never had a crush the buildings sort of opinion on it. I was like, oh, that's a cool little track. I like what he did there. And that's a track that'll be more popular than some of his jazzy, you know what I'm saying, like very heavily music enthusiast laced music as well as the spoken word tracks, which you know I'm not a huge fan of. I don't think this album needed to be a double. I think he should have taken all the spoken word Kendrick shit out, all of the heavy, heavy jazz enthusiast music out and left this shit play the hits. You know what I'm saying? I think if he stuck to the hits, it would be a much better album. But to Chef's point, I don't know if his style is just conducive to music now and definitely not in the summer. Right? I think I think this might have been better as a fall album. You know what I'm saying? 
summertime, motherfuckers want to hear Jack Harlow. Like, that's just where niggas' heads are at. You know what I'm saying? There's not a whole lot of time to sit down and digest an album in high fidelity and, like, appreciate it. Motherfuckers want to go and get halfway naked, get high, get drunk, and they want to hear fucking First Class or some Young Thug or that nigga's still making music or he's in jail or whatever. Like, niggas want to hear shit like that. Or uh, 504 and, like, niggas is on that type of shit in the summertime. I don't know if Kendrick, if summertime, spring or, or late spring, early summertime is really where he would have had the most impact. But it was a good album. I'm not, I'm not mad. I don't think it sucked. I just don't agree with the masses, I guess. Okay. All right. Great. All good right. talk. Nope. Good talk. <laughs> wait, wait, good talk. All right. I, I mean, mean, I thought, well, I thought we had already talked about this before, but <clears throat> I listened to that one song where he was like shape-shifting. Um, that was cool. It was kind of difficult for me to follow because I don't listen to him. <laughs> like a nigga. Uncle, the nigga was shape-shifting on the track. <laughs> Yeah, when he was doing like the Remember the Time. Uh, was that Remember the Time when Michael Jackson was on? Black and White. Yeah, Black and White. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it was cool. Another classic example of why I don't listen to stuff right when it comes out, because then here came all the critics, you know, it was like a masterpiece. It was this, it was that. I didn't see all of that, but I also don't listen to Kendrick Lamar like that, so... I was like, I didn't really have anything to compare it to. I didn't know if this was like part of the course for him or he really just showed the fuck out. Um, so, when it was cool, I listened to that one song. I didn't listen to the rest of the shit, to be honest. No, I say you ain't heard it. Um, it was a masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> it was a work of fucking art, man. Like, I. And I'm not gonna get on here and just argue with every nigga that didn't like the album uh, because to each his nobody own. Nobody over here said they didn't like the album. Nobody said they didn't like the album. I'm not talking like about that. I'm saying, I'm saying oh. about niggas in general. Like oh. I was at the barbershop and the nigga was like, "Yeah, I could get into that Kendrick, but you know what? I'm still bumping that Future. That Future was mid as fuck, right? So I already see. So did we talk about I mid? Can't. Mid is bad, right? I need to right. level set that because well, mid was, mid weed used to be okay to smoke, but now it's not, right? Okay. It's just okay. Okay. It's not bad. It's just okay. It's nothing to brag about. Um. Well, I I know. So niggas, what I realized is that niggas want to hear like easy listen. Like they think a Kendrick album is gonna be something that you can like put in your car and listen and ride to it, and that's not it. Like you're gonna get spoken word. To me, this album played like a um like an actual like like a play you know what i'm saying with different acts different scenes in it and it all came together to me like perfectly um i you know it's it's just what he, if you're in that type of thing then cool if you're not then cool too but to me like even at the time like the first song he was just talking about how he grieves different you know what i'm saying and at the time i was grieving so i was like well nigga well fuck apparently so do i nigga so I could identify with a lot of stuff that he was talking about, about therapy, about doing, you know, working on yourself type shit. So, again, it's not anything that you, even though he has like mm, probably five slaps that you could play at a at a cookout if you really wanted to. Yeah, maybe two, uh, three. Yeah, I let, I let both of y'all talk, I think, earlier. 
and I didn't interrupt Coach Al's horrible takes all this. Did you? Did you just? I'll wait. I'll wait us. I'll wait. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, all you niggas that don't know music, I understand how you couldn't like it. Uh, I mean, I understand that you niggas like, don't really understand the works of art and masterful linguistics. But, but fucking mute button. It's cool. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? Y'all do y'all. I will do me and enjoy this. Um, but yeah, this shit, this shit was definitely a, a, a masterpiece, and I hope that when people uh, give it some time and get past the hype, they'll revisit it and actually listen uh, to the words um, that are coming out of this. That'll time. never be. That'll never happen. It's done. We moved on. We moved on. I'm gonna say that I was lost. I'm gonna say that. This isn't the season for this album. Just to listen to on heavy rotation, especially if you um if you sad because of the world. But what I would it's say, album to listen right now if you're sad. I, I would say that, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's along the lines of Pimp a Butterfly. Like I know when I first listened to Pimp a Butterfly, it took me back. But then I start I, I listen to Pimp a Butterfly almost once a month. Like I listen to it constantly, and this is, this was this was along the lines of that. Like it, it's not along the lines of "Damn" or a "Good Kid, Mad City." It's a it's a concept album. It's very topical, so it's it, it leans into that, and I, I'm happy with what he did. But I have to just be mindful of my mental health when I listen to it. And, and, I, and Chef, I agree with you a thousand percent. I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't listen to "I'm Not Okay" music, like. Unless it's some real simple shit that I can digest, like who's a nigga from uh, St. Petersburg that be singing on track, talking about his tomb, his tombstone. What's his name? Oh, uh, Moray, that nigga. Nah, 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 Big boy, big boy, big boy. Yeah, yeah, I like him. You know what I'm saying? I, I like his emotional issues, but I can't do with everybody else's emotional issues. Like if you if you doing therapy therapy hip hop, I can't really fuck with it. No more. I think I listened to 444 once. I actually have. I haven't listened to all I, 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 I can't, I can't do it. Everybody's got a mental health problem. Like the album can't be about mental health problems. That's why I like the Florida music. Man, they got some Florida playlists out there. All Florida niggas talk about is Rod Waves. You talking about Rod Waves? Rod Waves. That's my nigga. Yeah. I fuck. I fuck with him. I like the Florida music because they talk about fucking hoes and shooting people. Like those are two things they talk about, and that shit is fucking great. They sampling like old and fucking. And boom, and fucking <laughs> conch salad, and they got like <laughs> old salad. sample tracks like uh, who, who, and uh the, and Zopan. who's the nigga? Zopan. Uh, Zopan's a lot. Ball Greasy, Ball Greasy made good music, dog. Like shit like that, I can fuck with. I can ride around with and, and with the windows down and listen to that shit. I don't want to ride around with the windows down and listen to mental health music. I just you don't. Think, you think Ball Greasy's name at first was Greasy Balls, and then he flipped it because somebody <laughs> said you need to change it. He brought in a consultant. Yeah, yeah, and I think so. Yeah, I just I don't, I don't. we we weren't supposed to go this deep into Kendrick. Speaking of Florida niggas, pause. Speaking speaking of Florida niggas, I mean, I also want to give a shout out to Rick Ross because he's coming out with two albums this summer, which is what the what the streets need two summer yes. albums. Why his yes. last album was no, what is he had to go, he had to go for that last terrible album. And Rose in the summer is perfect Rose. So he gonna talk about um, fabrics. You gonna talk about um, in wealth in the ocean? Seventy five percent, seventy five percent, still twenty five percent polyester. He gonna talk about opulence and 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 ocean breeze while you um on a boat. He makes like yacht music, so like when we're on a yacht, we can listen to it. He gonna talk. He gonna have one beef, one one uh 
ambiguous beef that he has, he's gonna go somebody he's not gonna fuck with it. He's not gonna call out. He gonna have a whole song talk, dedicated. He's to gonna be talking about ball greasy, and then he's gonna talk about cock salad. There's gonna be a Maybach music. He has to do two Maybach musics because he didn't do one on the last album. That's why that last album don't really count to me. I so like the Maybach last album. Music. It didn't have no Maybach music on it. For Were you saying did, did did you start saying Maybach music when you moved into this house? Because I swear you used to say Maybach like before you got I, to this house. I think nice I started house. saying Maybach um, when um when Daddy got a Maybach and he corrected oh. me and said it's called a oh. Maybach. Oh, Maybach. I say if I just said Maybach. My neck. My Maybach. Correct. Correct. But yeah, shout out to Rick Ross. But um, yeah, so the other thing that we missed last week, and um, which is fine, cause I think we're all gonna watch um the verses. But they had the a verses that we've talked about in this podcast for a while. I know we didn't get to preview it, but Eight Ball um versus Eight Ball and MJG versus UGK um for the verses. So, but I think I want to let you crack it off. Who? What? Out of all the niggas to crack it off. Oh, I forgot you from Tennessee. Go ahead. Nigga. So when I first heard this shit, I was big mad. You see my post? They just threw this shit together. Um, that was my biggest issue. Niggas have been asking for this probably since the third third verses. Like, it makes perfect sense to have these two go up against each other. But because of New York bias and Timberland and fucking Swiss, beat, Swiss Beats whole ass, they don't respect the South. Uh, and it was apparent with this. Um, I think they they tr- they were coming off that bad Onyx versus Cypress Hill versus that everybody was mad. And I think they were just trying to like go ahead and throw something together real fast to get niggas back on their side. And I guess somebody finally tapped on the shoulder was like, hey, niggas have been asking this for a year and a half. Why don't you go ahead and put it together? So he called up them niggas on a Monday and was like, yeah, we're going to have it on Thursday. And I was like, again, the disrespect. Like, it's Memorial Day weekend. Nigga had that shit on Sunday like you usually do on actual, actual Memorial Day weekend. And at least give niggas um, time enough to prepare for it. You know what I'm saying? But that wasn't the case. Uh, so Thursday, um, the motherfucker started on time. I was actually in the airport uh, watching it. And um, like the stage, I mean, it it just looks like it was just like it was at the garden. At the garden, yeah, it, it's just a half oh. ass. Like to this was the so to us people in the south and and other people that respect it, this was our locks versus Jadakiss. I mean, our locks versus a uh, dip dip set. You know what I'm saying? Like this is these two niggas, these two groups basically laid a foundation for like all these other niggas who are rapping now. You know what I'm saying? And it was apparent because, like, in the crowd, they, they had it in Atlanta. Uh, you had 2 chains in the crowd rapping. You had, um, I think they said T.I. was in there. You had a whole bunch of Atlanta rappers in there just because they respect these two niggas. And, you know, and they all said, like, we looked up to these niggas. They, they kind of made, um, made them who they were as far as rappers. But... These two groups were like such a big part of my childhood that I was like, yeah, this shit, you know, this is what niggas been waiting for. I just wish it was put together with more respect for these two niggas. I mean, they, you know, they just like like Wood said, if you've never been to the garden, it's just like a, a small room with a 
elevated little platform stage, you know what I'm saying? But with all that said, I really enjoyed it. I've watched it twice. Um, and, you know, they, they, them niggas, I mean, both groups have fucking, you know, slaps that, that'll get you in the mood to do a lot of things. Yeah, that was very much like a, um, who was it? Um, who did Earth, Wind, and Fire go against? The Isley Brothers. The Isley Brothers. It was very much like that versus where the content is so fucking good from both sides that it's not really a versus. I, nobody did the versus part. Like nobody like went track for track. Like oh, they got them on this track. It was really just a concert with Ball and G featuring UGK. Um, thoroughly enjoyed myself. Loved every track. So much nostalgia. I don't agree with J. Joe on the part about Triller or or Timberland and and, and Swiss Beats. First of all, Timberland definitely, I don't think it would disrespect the South. Swiss, maybe, but I don't think Timberland would. Um, I put that more on the city of Atlanta. I don't give a fuck what Triller did or what Timberland or Magoo, whatever the fuck they said. Once that shit is in Atlanta, I feel like Atlanta should have rolled out the red fucking carpet. And you looked at the crowd and you heard the, the artists themselves say multiple times, where the fuck are y'all at? Like, these niggas are performing, and they didn't feel the energy in fucking Atlanta. Like, we were having the fucking discussion ourselves uh, in the in the group chats, not the podcast group chats, but other group chats saying, they should just do this shit in Houston. Or they should have did this shit in fucking Memphis somewhere. Because you looked at the crowd in Atlanta, yes, you have the individual rappers, and the shouts out to Demp that had, like, how many cameos did he get? Um... But like outside of the rappers who are in our age group, you looked at regular niggas in the crowd and they were not that hype about that. And Atlanta as the city, y'all are the Mecca of the South. I mean, you can't say the South was disrespected when the shit is in the South. The South should have said, fuck that. We about to put that shit. We about to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what the fuck should have happened. But that didn't fucking happen. And I think we made a comment that uh, Atlanta is what happens when niggas go commercial. And I mean, honestly, that's kind of what it looked like. You know what I'm saying? I would expect the city of Atlanta to be big on Ball and G and UGK. But well, yeah, I, I mean, recall when Pimp C said Atlanta ain't the side. Yeah, yeah. What time your What time your wife say when you get out the plane in Atlanta? <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, yeah. But, but again, I mean, we don't know what type of budget they gave niggas. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, who, who? Did the event fucking plan it? You know what I'm saying. I, so, I, but 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 no, we we heard these niggas talk through the entire fucking verses about shit. Hey man, I don't I, give a no, fuck, no, man. No. What? No, the niggas, the no, the niggas who were in there were trash, except for Bum B Wife who was right. rapping every word. <laughs> right. But you heard UGK and Baller G talk about their backgrounds and how man, we don't give a fuck, nigga. We've been making money since whatever, and we'll put this with that, and we'll make that shit happen. Where were the niggas in Atlanta? Fuck the Triller budget. Where were they to say, nah, we about to do this here? You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas can find the money. 90% of fucking hip-hop artists are in fucking Atlanta. If they wanted that shit to fucking happen, they could have made that shit bigger than it was. You know what I'm saying? They, that's the Mecca of the South supposed to be. And unless it ain't the Mecca of the South, let me know if it ain't. But by all intents and purposes, what what's on the pamphlet is, on the brochure is Atlanta is the Mecca of the South. So they were the host city. And that's what they did. Yeah, so blame I mean, they New Atlanta. I'm, in Birmingham, like they were talking about. Old Atlanta, old Atlanta, I'm not, I'm not talking shit to y'all. 
But there you are. Commercial Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? New Atlanta. That was... What was y'all at? Like, what was that? Like that shit was a business decision on the part of Triller. Like, I think the worst thing that could have happened for Versus was it was sold to Triller. Yeah, true. And I get... I get... I kind of get the point of view from Timberland and um, and Swiss Beats. You know, they're both fucking filthy rich. But they, they wanted to, like, you know, they wanted to hit a lick. They, like, let's cash in while we can. This is a, a, a pandemic thing. This shit's going to fizzle out pretty quickly. And they were right because they don't know how to properly monetize this shit. They're operating this shit as, as a loss. Like, how are they really making money off of it? So they put it in a, probably a, a cheap-ass club in Atlanta. Atlanta's easy to get to. I think Bumby, well, Bumby don't, Bumby live in Houston. But does Abel MJG, do they live in Atlanta? Nah. I thought they lived in Houston somewhere too. Did they? Oh, shit. Well, that makes it even worse. But I feel like they're just trying to like cut their losses. Like they, they're trying to make money the best way they can. That was the, the, the best way to optimize it. But that, that part wasn't well thought out at all. They should have had that shit outside with all the cars and shit. Like hella like that cars. Like a block party and shit. Like he could have had a Rick Ross house. That was around the same time he just had his car show. He could have did his crib. I mean, they could have had that shit at the T.I. house. All them niggas got like Buku fucking property and shit. That's true. We did not have to throw that shit at V12, but that's what we did. <laughs> Shout out to V12, man. Ugh. But yeah, but I think the show itself was good. I mean, the crowd wasn't that great, but if we're focusing on the artists themselves. I think Bun B was awesome. Like he had his Jada Kiss moment to me. Like just um, ripping shit by himself. Uh, I mean, I think I think they all had songs where they where they shine. You know, to meet you know Bun B and Murderer. He, that last you know, find through your belly, pair the answer, smelly red jelly, dripping out of your belly, serve them up like a deli. That he went off on that. Uh, MJG went off on the last verse, a uh, friend of foe. Um, a ball did his his uh, one song where uh, my my best friend's my best friend's girlfriend, whatever that song is. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. So no, they had hella shining moments. It was good to see Young Dro come out. Shout out to him. Um, it's good to see Tila. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, it, it definitely had it. At his high points, man, and you know, I that's one that I'd, I'd watch again and again. Put that shit on at a, at a cookout as the background, the background video audio. You know what I'm saying? Just have it rolling. That will work. Yeah, well, shout out to them. I think I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've seen what's coming on next for verses, but I think it's putter, it's sputtering out. I mean, we don't need it no more. Honestly, it was it was a COVID escape. You know what I'm saying? It was a it was a shtick. We don't really need verses anymore. I agree. It was a nice short run, and it was it served its purpose. Do y'all do y'all still go to club quarantine with D Nice at all? You do that? Uh, yeah. He's uh he's actually coming to Jacksonville here soon, doing something on that. I didn't know he was still active and doing. It. Yeah. He still does it. I don't need to listen to Club Quarantine anymore. I mean, I listen to it pretty regularly during the actual quarantine. <laughs> but nah, I, I, was, say, I think people do this outside now, so like they don't. Care. I know, I know some chicks that still listen to like that. I think they just like D Nice, so they just go in there and 
drink some wine and sit in the tub. Play with they play with they rolls and fought. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, people love that to fart in the tub. See the bubbles. I'm um, but he but he's doing a, like a quarantine club quarantine tour though. Nope, no, nope. Let that's it go. That's not what he's called. No, I'm saying that he needs to let that go. He trying to. No, that's what, I mean, that's what he's been doing. That's what he's been doing because he was here. I think he was here in Orlando like in December. And then, like, five hours say he'll be in Jacksonville. He's, he's traveling with it, but, I mean, just giving the same vibe on a tour. I mean, it's a smart. I mean, you got to find a way to monetize it. You've been giving it away for free. I mean, you got to do that at the top of the wave, not at the bottom. Fair enough. Speaking of bottoms. Um, Ooh, where's this going? Pride Month. Oh, yeah, there it is. Well, I wasn't talking about that, but. Oh. Like, bottoms, like, like pants, britches. Um, so they've been calling them hoochie daddy shorts. Uh, I've was, been calling who is they? Who is they? Women, 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 women. Okay, I've been calling them women, hoochie daddy. You know, you know, women, women. Toxic. I've been calling them hoochie daddy shorts. Those. For years, I've been calling them shorts. Um, I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said it. Yeah, I've been. I've been bothered by the, the, the moniker, honestly. Like, I remember seeing people saying it a while ago as a fun little joke. And I thought it was a joke that wasn't going to carry. But now people are making this an issue. I mean, because like, just, just like anything else on the Internet, um, after a while, niggas don't find a, a reason to argue about it. But now they're arguing about short shorts, shorts with a short inseam, I guess, um, and how they're not masculine and then women are calling them hoochie daddy shorts and, and niggas, I guess, who still wear um, capri shorts are saying they're, they're, that they're feminine. Um, y'all know my stance. I, I like a good short that, that doesn't um, like act as a pedal pusher. I don't want no shit like culottes. dragging around. I don't want no culottes. Like the culottes was cool back in like 2001, but that if you think about it in retrospect, that was probably the worst dressing era ever. Culottes, so, culottes would be really cool. I would, I went through. Uh, I think I said this maybe last year. I was going through like my shorts what I had, and they were all stud linked. <laughs> I know what you mean. That's what uh, yeah, stud link shorts. Um, but I understand, uh, Chef. And I heard somebody called you Greg the Stallion. No, they didn't call me Greg the Stallion. That was oh, a, yeah. a that was a meme. It was uh, they didn't have me in mind. It's a hell of a name, though. It's definitely a name when you have them shorts on. You either gotta own that or or denounce it immediately. No oh, I, I denounced it immediately. I was like, leave me out of this. <laughs> and people thought that was cute, but nah, leave me out of it. Um. Because and I I didn't get it, but my wife was like, "Well, you know, Greg rhymes with Meg," and I was like, "Oh, well, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> you get it at first? I didn't, I didn't get it at first. I thought I was uh, just being disrespectful to Greg. Uh, nah, man. Um, I don't let anything. Uh, like I'm secure in my masculinity. You know what I'm saying? If I nigga, I want to go out in biking shorts, nigga. Like it's 1986 and can't touch this came out. Uh, I will. I mean, I'm not because I'm. Back shorts. But 
If I did, I, I I wouldn't give a fuck, man. Like I don't let anybody control what is masculine or feminine to me. Like I, I don't I don't give a fuck, nigga. So I mean, I I guess people with like those fragile type egos are not secure, and they and their masculinity might feel a way that people are saying shit. Like uh, I think the same meme was like these niggas out here with little shorts on. Drinking a mixed drinks. Like, nigga, if you like Long Island iced teas, nigga, drink your Long Island iced tea, man. Like, life too short to give a fuck about what somebody else got to say. Yeah, but you can't be a grown-ass man out here drinking a white Russian. You know what I'm saying? We can't we can't have that. I mean, yes, uh, You can drink a white Russian, a, a black Russian. So you'll kick it with a nigga who drink amaretto sour? Like, y'all can go kick it? <laughs> yeah, nigga. I ain't gonna front. Listen, I kick, listen, you've kicked it with way worse niggas. If a nigga <laughs> want a, a, call, a tall glass of Kahlua... Nigga, do you, nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's what you want to do. Yo, my man, let me get a rum chata on the rocks. Hey, <laughs> you hang with niggas that just be out here doing cocaine, nigga, at cookouts. So, say, say, you, I, say, I, you, I need, you need to appreciate, you need to appreciate a nigga who just wants some Kahlua. Right, right. <laughs> Beans need a little spice. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I mean, me, I, I don't, I don't like niggas who do things for the hoes. Like, that's just. In general, you know what I'm saying? I mean, every nigga, I mean, you're going to have is a... It, isn't that men? Men, yeah. No, no, I'm just saying. I mean, not everybody. Not everything we do. Some people... Some people yeah, do. but but it's within a respectable limit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you do things with, for those, but you don't sacrifice self for that, you know what I'm saying? You might get a little bit out of character. You might show out for company every now and then, but that's about it, you know what I'm saying? But... I'm not going to be a nigga who was wearing culottes on Monday. I saw the meme or the, the video on Tuesday. And now all of a sudden I got I got my dick falling off the bottom on Wednesday because Gucci Daddy shorts are way in. That's not consistent. Like you changed up too fast. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of niggas. Like I was on I was on Fashion Nova and Fashion Nova got all the fucking Hoochie Daddy shorts that niggas is looking for. And I know and we know this, right? Like. I like a five inch inseam short. I have, I have legs. You know what I'm saying. So it, long shorts aren't good for me. That's why I don't wear boxer briefs. Hold on, hold on. When you say you have legs, what do you mean? You like your legs. You got nice legs. No, 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 not, 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 not nice legs. I, I, I'll say it's, I'm, I'm pear shaped. So I carry most of my weight below the waist. So that means I. Have so, so you're shaped like Alicia Keys. No, I'm not bad about it. I just have, I just have. No, big Alicia Keys is bottom heavy. Yeah, but she bad body too. Like, okay, she she, she yeah, a bad shape pair. I, I I didn't. I, I didn't thought she wasn't. Makes you change. No, she kind of got right. that. She like a Mexican pair. You know what I'm saying? It's not. You know, That's not racist. Good. I saw her at uh, Black Expo in 2001 in a vision, but I mean that was also when she, she just don't like light skin women. What's up with that? Nah, but Alicia Keys was different. Like she looked different. Like I, I didn't know she was thick like it's that. that but it was bit, also it, you know it's that little bit of stud, right? You know that's what it is, right? Right. She's definitely a sexy <laughs> stud. That's what it was. Maybe. The stud, the studness overtook the light skinness. Probably. Uh, Ty, Ty goes to the stud, nigga. Right. Ty definitely took the stud. Yeah, but I'm saying niggas with um, I mean with like. Larger legs don't wear large inseams anyway because it it fits the legs wrong. So we're always going to stay consistent in that vein, you know what I'm saying? But now you got niggas like switching back and forth, 
And when a nigga does things for the hoes, he never does it in moderation. You know what I'm saying? He's going to go find like the most hoochie daddy shorts that he can and then be obnoxious with it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nigga, we're, we're just out at the skating rink with the kids. Why do you have, why do you have that on? You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's what's going to happen. And that's, what's going to be the problem. Niggas that's doing way too fucking much. And it's like, put on some regular fucking shorts, my nigga. Like we just out here having a good time. You don't need to go. Cause niggas, we know how niggas act. They want to out hoochie daddy, all the other hoochie daddies. And then it becomes like right. a hoochie daddy off. And then it becomes obnoxious. And now, even though that's the size short that I wear, now I want to go buy long shorts because all you dumbass niggas are now wearing two and a half inch inseam fucking speedo shorts. Five stacks, you, you going with the hoochie daddy shorts, my nigga? No. Um, <laughs> first of all, I'm not for like monikers and nicknames and all that. Like, people have been wearing short shorts forever and they just call them shorts. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like, it's been turned into a phenomenon and subsequently a joke. Um, I do prefer more tapered cut uh, clothes in general, but especially shorts. Um, so. I like the fact that they're making more tapered and not like all, you know, baggy and big shorts. So, um, you know, it's cool uh, to me, but like this whole hoochie daddy short thing, like that's a bridge too far. Especially like when people, I guess some people are kind of trying to hide behind the sarcasm of it all, but some of these shorts are ridiculous and I hope this shit is photoshopped. And the thing about it is, do people know that Hoochie, how close Hoochie Daddy shorts are to coaches' shorts? And right. I don't want to get to the point where coaches' shorts right. are a thing. Like that's what we—that's where we don't want to go. Is coaches what shorts. are coaches' shorts made out of? Oh yes, ain't it? Kevlar. I don't know, oh, right. Kevlar. <laughs> <laughs> Kevlar. <laughs> like real polyester. I don't. Like. I don't even know what real polyester looks like, so I, I guess I can't say no. Like pure, I've never seen pure uncut polyester. Nigga, Itchy and terrible, I guess. Nah, them shits look like smooth booties. Nigga, this shit, this shit don't look something. I don't know. But yeah, them coaches shorts, boy. I had a tennis coach. That's all that nigga wore, boy. I was like, with the belt loops in it, with no belt. Oh, nigga. <laughs> That, that, that nigga was shaped like Alicia Keys. <laughs> and then he would put the tennis balls in the bottom no. of the other shorts. Like, you know what I'm saying? To make them tight, dog. Yeah, chill out. That nigga was before, you, before you grab the wrong ball, nigga. Ugh. But, uh, shout, out, shout out to Coach Curtis. Coach Let me get me some coaching shorts, man. Let me go on Amazon. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick to I'm gonna stick to me I'm gonna do me but I don't want I don't like the disrespect like I was talking to um, the homie and he he's a bigger gentleman and he was like you know he's starting to try to call big niggas juicy hoochies and I was like <laughs> what I've got what it what it took it took it to was I feel like all this shit is disrespect for niggas in general like I don't like niggas don't be getting respect. I get that, like, cause that's that's the world. But I just think it's another way to tear niggas down a little bit. I I just think it's retarded. Like, why? So if y'all, if women yeah, like to see that term, nah, you can use it. 
Especially right. for women. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to bring it back to the women again. If y'all like to see niggas' legs and all of this, why did we ever leave that? I mean, we had this in the 70s and the 80s. Why did we ever go somewhere different in the 90s and y'all said, now cover your legs? Like, this is the type of inconsistency that drives me fucking bananas. Like, y'all just make shit up and then niggas go and do that and then we come right back to where we was X amount of weeks, months, and years later. What the fuck are we doing? The 90s was like hyper-masculine too. I think that's what drove the fashion in the 90s. I mean, it was like NWA with gangster rap. It was niggas was hella conscious. Like I'm a man, I'm a real man. So here's me. No, and I, I, I don't think the 90s were 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 masculine. I think the 90s were violent. Because I, I still don't think you're more fucking masculine than the fucking the 60s and 70s. Because that was right. toxic as fuck. Come here, bitch. Like, I say, I was like, I'm saying uh, hyper masculine, like over the top to where it was kind of you know not cool. I mean, because I'm gonna say the sixties and seventies and eighties niggas was smacking a bitch around was Thursday, and go <laughs> go change the fucking tire, and that's fucking women's work. I mean, that's that's the pinnacle of the fucking masculinity at that point. We've been going downhill since then. We've been getting more violent, but much less masculine. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, I mean, shit. I made I made it rough a little bit. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's cool. That's cool. Take a drink. After Did somebody just take a picture of you? I saw a flesh. What? I saw I saw the flash also. Whatever, whatever chef goes is ghosts. So right. Who knows? I've I've come to that realization. <laughs> Wait, there was a flash. Could be angels. Yeah. Could be your angels, bro. Yeah. Those. You know what I'm saying? It's always. Something. I didn't see anything, so I'm kind of creeped out now. This nigga shooting a promo. We're doing a promo video while we podcast. It's all good. No, that that's not happening. That's why I'm creeped out. But yeah. Speaking of promos, so um, I did want to promo. We're going to have a Juneteenth event here in Orlando. You want to uh, wait? To right, you got to hold with all due respect. You got to no, hold no, with all due respect. Going, I just wanted to say it before we start talking about Juneteenth. Oh, I'm so having um, a weekend of Juneteenth events. Uh, the weekend of Juneteenth in Orlando. So if you're in Orlando, come through. Go to Juneteenth407.com and you know check out our events. But anyway, Juneteenth is coming up uh, the, in a couple of weeks. Um, as we all remember from last year, um, the only thing that President Biden's done for black people, but really also benefited white folks and Asian folks and everybody else, was make Juneteenth a national holiday, um, which I'm still up in the air about. But Juneteenth is a celebration of black freedom, um, the story of the slaves in Galveston, Texas, being um, receiving their freedom um, once the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, but only finding out about it two years later. <clears throat> so this holiday was traditionally, you know, celebrated in Texas. It's a holiday very specific to Texas. They have a lot of tradition around it, but now it's become more of a a bigger holiday, um, more commercial. Um, and along with a lot, of, and what comes along with that is seeing the commercialization of the holiday. So we. There's a few things that have been observed. I know there was a big controversy around uh, uh, Walmart selling a Juneteenth ice cream. Uh, it was 
red velvet flavored, um, which is sounds delicious, but it was stolen from um, a, a Target vendor, a black owned Target vendor who was selling the same flavor um, in Targets. So that was one issue. The other issue was uh, the Dollar Tree selling Juneteenth um, like plates and cups and shit like that and napkins. And one of the napkins said, it's the freedom for me, which, which is kind of gross. Um, and then finally, uh, we saw that Juneteenth, um, was as the trademark has um, been, I guess it's a, a request to trademark Juneteenth um, by a, a company, uh, I think called Bellcam, white um, owned corporation. But in general, we're seeing the commercialization and gentrification of Juneteenth. What are your thoughts on that? Um, and do you believe that's really the case? <clears throat> I don't like the fact that um, everything we do is taken as a joke by some of us. Um, I think I expressed this a couple of years back, how we made a mockery ourselves of Black History Month. Leroy Jenkins, the first nigga to renege in a space game and all that kind of like, that shit is not funny. So if we don't take it serious, then why would anybody else take it seriously? Like the fact that somebody really thought and this shit passed muster with what, however many different marketing departments and general counsels and all that shit to say, it's the freedom for me. Like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? That which is another thing we run shit into to the ground. Like, is this for me? Is that for me? Is this for me? Is that for me? Like, so people probably think that shit cool. Like, it doesn't seem reverent or anything. Like, it's always a joke in the game. So that's how people treat it. Um, but all that aside, you know, maybe somebody wants to buy that shit as a novelty item or whatever. That's their right, and that's cool. But um, whoever was trying to trademark, service mark, whatever, the word Juneteenth, that's some bullshit um, in and of itself, just on the principle, because it sets the stage for somebody to come at later on some bullshit. Like, <clears throat> as insignificant as it is, in theory, the Jaguars, I think, own the trademark now to do all, like, so now if I, you know, in theory, if I said that shit somewhere, uh, hosted a party or whatever and put that on the flyer or something, they could come after me. Like, and that's bullshit. Like, this shit is not y'all's. It didn't belong to y'all. Y'all didn't find this shit somewhere 500 feet under the surface of the earth. Like, what the fuck gives you the right to just take it and trademark it and run with it? But, you know, again cultural misappropriation and people just steal shit and like, you know, I want your corn, cornbread type shit. And unfortunately, who's going to do anything about it? How do you, um, you know, how do you undo that trademark or whatever? Cause there has to be some mechanism in place to do that. But you know, um, I, Walmart is about their paper. Like, I mean, we already knew that. So this shit really don't shock me. That is Walmart. Oh, <clears throat> I, I feel the same thing as 5,000. Um, shit's just fucked up, man. Um, but I don't think, I don't think that uh, people really had like a, um, 
people were well black people really was fucking with what Walmart was doing. Um if y'all want to if y'all need like Juneteenth decorations and plates and cups and stuff like that, um there are a lot of black owned businesses who are selling those things. It's easy as a Google, so that's what you want to do. But um I mean when anything becomes popular, you know what I'm saying? People are going to try to monetize it. Um, I mean, you see it all the time. So I guess because it's official now, I guess, you know, corporations or whoever. I mean, we see it all the time, Juneteenth. You know, they'll, they'll change their website to red, black, and green. You know, do it, you know, like Black History Month. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, it's not surprising. So I wasn't really taken aback when I saw it. I was just like, oh, that's crazy. Now, when the motherfucker tried to... Um, trademark Juneteenth and I think he was doing it as like a food additive some weird shit like that um I was like oh yeah you know that that, sh- that shit's fucked up but um I I do like the fact that Juneteenth is more so becoming a thing you know uh I think we've been talking about Juneteenth for years on the podcast and um but just like short shorts, you know, everybody else eventually coming around to it. Um, so the good thing is now, I mean, all y'all have kids. To them, it's not, it won't be anything new. It'll be like, oh yeah, you know, when they get to be teenagers and in their 20s, they're going to remember kicking it for Juneteenth and are probably forever celebrate Juneteenth. So, um, you know, traditions like these get passed down and, you know, through time, it'll really become a part of the African American uh, fabric. So, and y'all niggas don't know how to grill, so I don't know what y'all gonna do on June too. But you know how to take his word for that. You've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love, show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now for the With All Due Respects. With all due respect, they say if you want to hear God laugh, make a plan. Um, I say that to say earlier in the podcast to talk about how my uh, mother in love um, passed a week before her 72nd birthday. Um, She had, um, you know, she had an illness, but it didn't. She was she was treating it. Um, her death was pretty sudden. Um, but with all that said, we were planning a birthday party for uh, to celebrate her 72nd birthday. Uh, rented a a hall, DJ, decorations, food catered, and guy said, "Nah, he you know what I'm saying." He called her home and. You know, we still ended up having a party to celebrate her. Uh, and I know she was um, 
watching down, happy, smiling, seeing everybody dance because that's what she liked to do. Um, but like I always say on this podcast, man, you got to love people while they're here. Um, I was, like I said, I was lucky enough uh, to FaceTime with her on Mother's Day. She was up and dancing and I was <coughs> able to say my goodbyes uh, before before she passed. So I felt very lucky t- to have those opportunities, but those opportunities aren't always um, given. Uh, I could have not, you know, FaceTimed on Mother's Day. You know what I'm saying? We all get busy. We all have other things going on in our lives, but you got to make sure that you uh, love on the people that love on you. So nothing else. This is just a, I don't know, call it a, a cautionary tale, whatever you what have you, um, just to just make time for people, uh, even if it might um, inconvenience you, air quote, inconvenience you, make time to tell people how you feel about them, that you love them. Uh, you might not feel like going out with somebody, um, but you know, you might want to do that. It's just at any time uh, people's lives are being taken, you know, I saw where somebody didn't say good morning to their child before they went off to school and was one of the, ch- one of the <coughs> children that perished uh, at that at the school or you know you might not talk to your, your mom or your grandmother and they just out at Kroger shopping and then a, a crazy racist will come through and, and kill them so um, don't take life or moments for granted and especially people with all due respect. Chef, you're on mute. <laughs> Sorry, thank you. Uh, with all due respect, um, kind of the same vein. There's a lot going on in the world. I mean, like we, we, we discussed it on this episode and and you're all feeling it. You're feeling the stress of all the things that you see on the news. You're feeling the stress of all of the things that you're dealing with um, in terms of inflation and price, how much shit costs, gas being stupid, all that stuff. That shit wears on you. It, it takes its toll. Um, but to that I say, uh, keep going. Uh, we're all here for a purpose. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. We all have value. Um, so what that comes down to is finding your why. Um, like what, why are you here and what keeps you going? What keeps you motivated? What keeps you happy? Explore that. Look for that. Try to find the positive things that you need to make it easier to, to go from day to day because shit's heavy. And and unfortunately, the way life works is it, it doesn't rel- it, is, it doesn't stop. It doesn't give up. It's relentless. So you have to find your methods of dealing with the day to day. So we speak about this a lot in different and varying degrees. But this is just a reminder. Find the things that keep you going and make you happy and, and do those things unapologetically. Um, because you know what's best for you. Do that shit with all due respect.
with all due respect, um, I, I feel like I touched on this topic um, a few times before, but I think we all need to try to be more compassionate and patient with each other, and that will alleviate a lot of the problems that we have. Um, people zipping through traffic leads to road rage, leads to an incident. Um, you know, you're at a store, or a place of business, somebody cats in front of you, leads to an incident. Uh, you don't like the way somebody's looking at you, hey, motherfucker, you got a problem, leads to an incident. And one thing begets another, um, turns into a fight, turns into a shooting. Now two families and two people's lives are altered um, forever. And a lot of times, although... Um, in this current generation like we touched on earlier people don't really talk and communicate and those kinds of things but that's what we need to get back to just even simple stuff that um, I grew up with in the south like waving at your neighbors or whatever like I throw up my hands sometimes and people <laughs> like keep going or whatever but it's habit you know and this is one dude um he walks by my house most days and like while I was out uh, a few weeks or a month or two whenever it was now like heavily trying to get my yard and stuff in order um, I just made up my mind like fuck it I'm not speaking to him no more because I'm kind of getting pissed off about that so um, one day though it just so happened my back was to him but I could hear somebody coming and I just turned around out of habit and threw up my hand said good morning or whatever and dude actually spoke back so now I kind of see him in a different light um, still think he's kind of weird but that softened my stance against him and you know just a simple gesture for somebody could go a long way because on top of the stuff that I'm talking about normally it leads to a situation because there was already some other stuff going on and people are already on edge about whatever or I lost their job or had a bad day or whatever. So, um, you know, if we could just go that one extra step and try to be kind and compassionate, I think we could see a turnaround. But as long as everybody's hoarding everything and talking about their rights and, you know, I'm going to get you before you get me, we're going to continue to find ourselves in this rut that we're in now with all due respect. With all due respect, um, the overwhelming majority of people who listen to this podcast are Americans. And as an American, you need to recognize your bad habits that make you inherently an American, which largely is consumption. You know what I'm saying? We are consumers. That is why people love the Ameri you know, the United States, because we buy products, we buy things. We don't like to build things as much. We need to get back to building. You know, recognize your own bad habits. If the things that make you happy, the things that fulfill you all require you to pay somebody some money to get something in return, then you are a consumer, right? But you cannot make a plant grow by taking away soil and making away water and taking away water. You have to put water and soil in to make a plant grow. That is building. That is cultivating. Learn how to build something. Um, a lot of you talk about how many stamps you have in your passport and you ain't learned a goddamn thing. I guess you're just going over there and looking at the beaches. That's not the fucking point. Go overseas and learn about other cultures. See how other people have different attitudes about their lives, right? Most other cultures are builders. And they don't do it for a monetary gain. I know you. some people are like, oh, I'm a builder because I started my own business. 
You started your own business because you want to make more money, which will allow you to then go and consume more. That's not building, right? A builder is somebody who does who builds things for the sake of building. I want to create something. I want to get into woodworking because I want to create products. I want to create a chair. I want to eat at a table I built with my bare hands. A gardener wants to eat the fruit that they bear from the earth with their own two hands, right? A craftsman wants to create something, you know, something beautiful, something that they can showcase to the world, whether it's a sword or whether it's a, a cloth product or something, right? Building, right? That is building. But there's an inherent workmanship and attitude that goes into building that most Americans, that's you black people, that's you Jewish people, that's everybody, we're all Americans, that we have that inherent attitude of consumption. But with the attitude of building, you learn to cultivate an attitude of community, of look at what I built, let me share this with the world, let me, let me share this with you. I don't want money in return, I don't want anything in return, I want to give this to you, I want to show this to you. If we had more builders in this country, I think that our country would be a lot better off. But more often than not, we have people that just want to consume. They want to take away. Nobody cares about what anybody else built because I don't care about builders because I'm not a builder myself. I'm a consumer. And all I want is what I want. All I want is something that's going to fulfill me. And that's really just tangible assets. And I think that'll go a long way becoming builders into changing the people that we are because we look at what's going on in Buffalo, we look at what's going on in uh, Uvalde and all the other issues that we have. Yeah, guns, we should have some gun control, but it's not the gun control, right? Other countries have guns. To us, it's a culture thing. It's very much an attitude, the way that we go about our day-to-day, -day, right? That is what allows a AR-15 to become a deadly weapon. It's our mindset, right? Our, value, our, our lack of value for our neighbor. Right, we don't care about building. We're, we're, we definitely care about destruction because that's really much the business that we are in as Americans. But we have to change that attitude, and that doesn't start with politicians. It doesn't start with a congressman or a senator or any sort of law in the Constitution. That starts with you. That starts with us. That starts with the way that we treat our fucking kids. Right? You have your kids that walk down the street every fucking day. Have you taught your kids that it's not okay to throw a fucking piece of garbage on the street? I mean, we assume. We assume that our kid, you know, that's my kid. He's a good kid. Why would he throw garbage on the street? Why would he litter? Why, you know, why would he be that type of person? But you got to teach people that. You got to put that in people. You know what I'm saying? People that talk to people on the street and want to look out for the elderly and look out for the poor and look out for the downtrodden. That's not natural. You have to put that in people. So if we don't have an attitude that we want to build, not only just the tangible things I talked about, but also the emotional and the cultural things, how are we ever going to get there? So when you have kids and when you're talking to people, don't be that motherfucker that says that ain't my business. If somebody throws some shit on the street like, hey, man, what the fuck you doing, man? Like, this all hood, man. Just put it in the fucking trash. And you got to call people out on that shit. Because if you don't call people out on that shit, you're contributing to the culture of toxicity. You got no problem going on the internet talking about what's topic, what's toxic. Uh, niggas ain't shit. That's toxic. The way they raise their kids is toxic. Yeah, but there's other toxic shit too. And when you see that shit face to face, you don't say nothing. You got to be a part of the solution. You know what I'm saying? We can't. We can't allow our culture to erode the way that it is now. And then want to have a gun conversation. Because the gun conversation is the tail end of the conversation. The real conversation starts with you, me, and everybody within these four walls having a discussion with ourselves and with our kids making this world a better place and that's where it starts and if you don't want to take the initiative to do that then it really doesn't matter what the fuck you feel about guns because you haven't participated in the solution anyway
So, take that to heart. Next time you see some bullshit happening, or you see something that ain't right, say something. Because maybe you can be the part of the solution to make the world a better place. With all due respect.